tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello and welcome to Springboard of Virtual Investing. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you to Ghana's most inspirational show at the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, and the Ghana Growth Program. And for those of you who are asking, the Ghana Growth Program is a collaboration between the Springboard Roadshow Foundation, the Mastercard Foundation, and Limehouse aimed at inspiring young people to make deliberate choices to pursue decent and fulfilling careers in agribusiness and the ATVET sectors. And we'll be talking a bit more about some of those opportunities. Our media partners are the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Business. So this is a third in our series on what we call the job pathways, trying to find out where are the jobs, where are the opportunities, what must young people do as they seek to pursue careers and find decent jobs. This is against the backdrop of Africa's phenomenal or humongous unemployment problem. So far, I've been trying to explore some of these pathways with my guests so far, Eric, uh, Edward Debra, sorry, from Scotland, as well as Andy Akutu from KPMG, who was here with us last week. Now, in all these conversations, many of you were particularly interested in what we call the five fastest growing industries in Africa, namely financial technology, food, e-commerce, real estate and logistics and you ask a simple question how do we penetrate these industries and take advantage of the opportunities i'm joined in the studios by a good friend of mine eric and who has been on this platform quite a few times he's portfolio advisor at mest and the reason why he's here is because he recently pioneered bruno i like the name bruno it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's cool it's cool thank you Bruno, uh, Eric's entity is called Street Streams, but he has pioneered 
an e-commerce platform that we want to talk about, among other things. But we're trying to find out how can e-commerce be an enabler for jobs and for growth, and then especially in the informal sector. Eric, welcome to Springboard. Thank you very much, Reverend. And congrats on the, the innovation you are pioneering and pushing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure it's it's a product of of thought, effort, money, time, and sleepless nights. I'm telling you. <laughs> well done. Mm. Are you surprised that any of these five industries that we are mentioning as the clusters? I am not. I I I believe that a lot is happening in <clears throat> agriculture. Um, Agri-tech in particular, platforms are being created, big companies have emerged, international press is paying attention. And uh, I think that uh, likewise, I mean, logistics comes into the, you know, I used to live in the Netherlands between 2002 and 2007. And we used to say that the Dutch economy is really powered by Rotterdam Harbor and Schiphol Airport. Like companies love it. It's, it's a hub. The, the goods and merchandise are not coming into Holland. They are just, you know, turning around there. So the flow is is, is part of development. And e-commerce is really, you know, my passion and what I do. And fintech, obviously, we have a close marriage between. So, yeah, yeah, yeah online education. Like, these are things that are within the space that I'm very busy in. So Right. So... For the benefit of the person asking, what is e-commerce? Help us to appreciate in simple terms what e-commerce is. So an e-commerce transaction will take place if you sell something to somebody who requested it for you from you over email or over a telephone call or by website or some digital platform. So pretty much if I came to you and I asked for these items and you gave me a price and I paid you um, one way or the other, we would have transacted in an e-commerce environment. But there are so many variants of it. And One day, Facebook and Instagram went down for two hours and mm -hmm. it was almost mayhem. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it was almost like shutting down a mall where those offices are because mm -hmm. that's their office. Mm -hmm. There are several players who have no office. Mm -hmm. And their office is Instagram. Mm -hmm. they, they seem to be doing quite well. I mean, mm -hmm. the Instagram economy mm -hmm. now is qualify for e-commerce. It qualifies because, you know, the, uh, you call it the Instagram economy, but one young man we were training called it the jungle economy. Jungle. Because he said, you know, when he wakes up, he actually looks at people's statuses. So he sees his friend selling this shoe for 200 CDs and he puts the same shoe on his status for 220. So if he's able to sell it fast, he goes and pays the 200 to his friend wow. and makes the 20. So in him, in his mind, there's a jungle out there. Yeah, exactly. Likewise, mine. <laughs> right. yeah. but, but it's incredible how fast, mm -hmm. what advantages does this bring because if you weren't convenient and you weren't people won't be doing mm -hmm, so much mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what does it bring mm -hmm. oh i think it is the basic uh, four piece of marketing that uh, clearly the promotion is very powerful because it's people you know that are endorsing what you're going to buy and um the pricing is very flexible because the person is the owner of the item so they can come down to your level and 
um, obviously the place is free delivery. So, and uh, the product, of course, I think the product is a bit tricky there because you might not, uh, not all that glitters is gold, but uh, within the constraints of what is feasible, I think it's really answering the questions of the youth. I suspect that convenience and cost savings could be possible drivers because really, I mean, if I can get there at home and mm-hmm. I don't have to spend money coming all the way to the mall, mm-hmm. I save on traffic, I save mm-hmm. on fuel, mm-hmm. I save on my time, mm-hmm. and I get it when I want. Exactly. Exactly. It is cost savings, and these mm-hmm. two are very big in right? and when buying decisions. Exactly. Very respectable channel also. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I am a books person mm-hmm. and i don't I, I don't and no respect no disrespect to any bookshop but i don't mm-hmm. i don't recall the last time i went to a bookshop if i wanted mm-hmm. to i just i'll just text i'll just whatsapp email my first thing is to mm-hmm. text another one see Charlie, yeah he's a great guy and, and, <laughs> it, comes, yeah. and, it, and it comes anywhere i'm just looking at the convenience of it mm-hmm. which sectors mm-hmm. of which industries has, have benefited from e-commerce in mm-hmm. Ghana. We done well compared to other countries. Um, that would be difficult for me without a good statistical dashboard. But um, look, okay. taking a cashier look, exactly, taking a cashier look, I don't think we've done well. I, I, I think that, I mean, if I look at the United States where I have the numbers, uh, I think 50... Uh, 50% of e-commerce in America is that was, it was done by Amazon at the time of the pandemic. And um, 10% of the consumption of America was online at the time. And America has the biggest consumption in the world, including people's school fees and big items that are classified as consumption. So that was a huge part of the $17 trillion American economy. But... Um, over here, taking a cursory look, we don't really even have a proper basket for these things in the consumer price index. And it's not on the dashboard yet significantly. But that is potential. Okay. Well, so, so you're saying that maybe in the five, mm-hmm. they've done well or they are growing in Africa, but there's mm-hmm. still much more growing to Absolutely. Yeah, the Ghanaian situation, it's one of the areas that you see far better in. Let me find out what are the critical success factors for mm-hmm. a good e-commerce economy to, mm-hmm. to thrive? What does it need? Well, I mean, I think it's fair to say widespread internet and smartphones are important at this stage. The internet is really the cradle of most of what is going on. But um, apart from that, I think the rest are actually stacked up in Ghana's favor because you have to have a trading history. We are a country that has a history of traders. And that's very important because these institutions of trade in Salaga and beyond are, you know, thousand years old. So once you have that as part of your culture, the market day is the biggest day in many communities in Africa, including uh, Lima. So, you know, I mean, once you have those things, you're, you're ready for e-commerce. So you're saying that the critical success factors for any e-commerce to do well anywhere will be internet, mm-hmm. smartphones, mm-hmm. a trading history, and culture. Mm-hmm. Or co- and culture. Mm-hmm. What about payment systems? Payment systems, 
I have to be honest, I take for granted a bit. Uh, for the person trying to exploit from first, scratch. Yeah, yeah. But you need it. Yes. You need Payment it. systems, okay. Yeah. And then delivery systems or delivery is what we are trying to do differently. Because if we wait for the delivery infrastructure of um, the Netherlands and California to get here, then it will not be in our lifetimes. But uh, I think that um, they are, because of the fragmentation of our society, there are a lot of options for disrupting warehousing and disrupting the last mile delivery, which we can bring in and shorten the road to a mature e-commerce society. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing is that the, the, the critical success factors mm -hmm. include delivery, but we need to find a way to disrupt it because mm -hmm. of the current structure. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of delivery, will address systems mm -hmm. also find itself in the picture? So, yeah, there are two... Your questions are deep in the sense that there are two dimensions to it. Like, the answer is yes. But then the thing is that can Ghana also wait to solve it? No, I mean, I'm talking about globally. Globally, yeah. You are trying to build an e-commerce infrastructure. Mm -hmm. What is required? Mm -hmm. so you can come and look at, do we have it in Ghana? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. You will have it's yes. It's yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just trying to track the value chain from the point where I used to go to a bookshop to buy a book. Now I'm sitting at home. So you're saying internet is number one. Mm -hmm. Two, smartphones, or at least a, a way to reach mm -hmm. the smartphones, email technology. Mm -hmm. And then you're saying there must be a, some kind of trading culture or history. Mm -hmm. You're saying there must be payment systems. Mm -hmm. And now we are agreeing that there must be a delivery mechanism. Mm -hmm. And then also a, a payment address. Yeah. An address. Mm -hmm. Now I can give you my location by pin. Exactly. exactly. Okay, so these are the key ones. Any other one I've left out? When we say e-commerce is growing mm -hmm. and is an enabler, do you think that it exponentially can grow a country's economy if things are done, mm -hmm. um, let's say, digitally or by mm -hmm. e-commerce rather than by face-to-face mm -hmm. -face trading? I believe so. I believe so. You know, one of the people that I spoke about on digitization. And I think I came up in one of my springboard interviews that I spoken extensively to Nukunya before he died. Oh, yeah. sociology first year. Oh. He said so. He said so. But uh, I went to him and I said, I've read your book, Sociology of Ghana, and how the movement from calories to currency completely lifted up the economy. And I also then want to know that now that we are moving from currency to electronic payment, don't you share the view that we, it could be such a major transformation? And, uh, you know, when I met him at uh, Logia Saba Hall with his staff here, and we had an interesting chat with me, but then he told me that, I'd, he asked me actually, he said, which of my children is your classmate? And I said, Bensa. And he said, yeah, so I'll give you somebody who's Bensa's age <laughs> to answer some of these uh, incredible questions that you have. Because the message you were sending to me was that it's interesting for interrogation, but he's not going to disturb his Sunday coming to research what electronic money means compared to what a carry to currency. So young sociologists must take it up. And I think um, those marching orders we are still serving. That so I see that we've not been able to relate I don't think we have. Why? 
Because we don't interrogate enough. I think we have assumed that it is technical. When you asked me, what have you left out? I nearly said technology skills, and I bit my tongue. Because it's a, it's a barrier. You know, when you say it, people say, ah, we are not there yet. And then, so I, I like to keep it at the back of my mind, but I don't. It's relevant, but it's a barrier. Most people want that reason so that we can say, then we are going to sell by the gutter and we will not do anything else. If I may say so, I mean, compared to five years ago, let's take some of the most broadly consumed items. Let's see the individual's budget. Mm-hmm. Let's start with food, where mm-hmm. I always will start from. Mm-hmm. Typically, today, many people buy their food online mm-hmm. and can order from any Uber Eats, Bolt's food, and they'll be delivered to them. Mm-hmm. If you went to water, the same. Groceries and mm-hmm. you have a will deliver mm-hmm. bundles to your mm-hmm. doorstep mm-hmm. and all others who provide that kind of service. Mm-hmm. If you went to um, transport, well, transport kind of because it's, it, I don't know, I don't know whether mm-hmm. he would qualify. He goes and pays the 200 to his friend. Wow. And makes the 20. So in him, in his mind, there's a jungle out there. Yeah, exactly. Likewise, mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. but it's incredible how fast. Mm-hmm. What advantages does this bring? Because if you weren't convenient and you weren't, people will be doing mm-hmm, so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What does it bring? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it is the basic uh, four piece of marketing that uh, clearly the promotion is very powerful because it's people you know that are endorsing what you're going to buy. And um, the pricing is very flexible because the person is the owner of the item, so they can come down to your level. And um, obviously the place is free delivery. So, And uh, the product, of course, I think the product is a bit tricky there. Because you might not, uh, not all that glitters is gold, but uh, within the constraints of what is feasible, I think it's really answering the questions of the youth. I suspect that convenience and cost savings could be possible drivers because, really, I mean, if I can get it at home and mm-hmm. I don't have to spend money coming all the way to the mall, mm-hmm. I save on traffic, I save mm-hmm. on fuel, mm-hmm. I save on my time, mm-hmm. and I get it when I want. Exactly. Exactly. Cost series, and these two are very big in right and buying decisions. Exactly. Very respectable channel, also. (laughs) Which I mean, I I am a books person, Mm -hmm. and I don't I I don't and no respect, no disrespect to any bookshop, but I don't Mm -hmm. I don't recall the last time I went to a bookshop. I wanted Mm -hmm. to just I'll just text, I'll just WhatsApp, email, or. Mm -hmm. or, My book, look, and you just mm-hmm, deliver the book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that comes in town, uh, mm-hmm. out in town. My first thing is to mm-hmm. text another one and say, Charlie, yeah, that's right. He's a great guy, and, yeah. it comes, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it comes anywhere. I'm just looking at the convenience of it. Mm-hmm. Which sectors mm-hmm. or which industries has, have benefited from e commerce in mm-hmm. Ghana? Are we done well compared to other countries? Um, that would be difficult for me without a good statistical dashboard. But um, 
look yes. taking a cursory look exactly taking a cursory look i don't think we've done well i i, I think that i mean if i look at the united states where i have the numbers um, i think 50 50 you know, of e-commerce in america is that was it was done by amazon at the time of the pandemic and um 10 of the consumption of america was online at the time and America has the biggest consumption in the world, including people's school fees and big items that are classified as consumption. So that was a huge part of the $17 trillion American economy. But um, over here, taking a cash look, we don't really even have a proper basket for these things in the consumer price index. And it, it, it's not on the dashboard yet significantly. But that is potential. Okay. Well, so... so you're saying that maybe in the five, mm -hmm. they've done well or they are growing in Africa, but there's mm -hmm. still much more ground to come. Absolutely. Yeah, the Ghanaian situation is one of the areas that you see do far better in. Let me find out what are the critical success factors for mm -hmm. a good e-commerce economy to, mm -hmm. to thrive? What does it need? Well, I mean, I think it's fair to say widespread internet and smartphones are important at this stage. The internet is really the cradle of most of what is going on. But um, apart from that, I think the rest are actually stacked up in Ghana's favor because you have to have a trading history. We are a Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. country that has a history of traders. And that's very important because these institutions of trade in Salaga and beyond are, you know, thousand years old. So once you have that as part of your culture, the market day is the biggest day in many communities in Africa, including uh, Nima. So, you know, I mean, once you have those things, you're, you're ready for e-commerce. So you're saying that the critical sense for, for any e-commerce to do well anywhere will be internet. Mm-hmm smartphones mm -hmm. a trading history and culture mm -hmm. or and culture mm -hmm. what about payment systems? payment systems i have to be honest i take for granted a bit uh, for a person trying to explore it from best, scratch. yeah yeah but you need it yes you need payment it. systems okay yeah and then delivery systems on the delivery is what we are trying to do differently because if we wait for the delivery infrastructure of um, the netherlands and california to get here then it will not be in our lifetimes but uh, i think that um, they are because of the fragmentation of our society 
there are a lot of options for disrupting warehousing and disrupting the last mile delivery, which we can bring in and shorten the road to a mature e-commerce society. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that the, the, the critical sales factors mm-hmm. include delivery, but we need to find a way to disrupt it because mm-hmm. of the kind of structure. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of delivery, will address systems mm-hmm. also find itself in the picture? So, yeah, there are two... Your questions are deep in the sense that there are two dimensions to it. Like, the answer is yes. But then the thing is that can Ghana also wait to solve it? No, I'm, I'm talking about globally. Globally, yeah. If you are trying to build an e-commerce infrastructure, mm-hmm. what is required? Mm-hmm. You can come and look at, do we have it in Ghana? Yeah, okay, okay. You will add it's it. yes, it's yes, yeah. Okay, so I'm just trying to track the value chain from the point where I used to go to a bookshop to buy a book. Now I'm sitting at home. So you're saying internet is number one. Mm-hmm. Two, smartphones, or at least a, a way to reach mm-hmm. the smartphones, email technology. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying there must be a, some kind of trading culture or history. Mm-hmm. You're saying there must be payment systems. Mm-hmm. And now we are agreeing that there must be a delivery mechanism. Mm-hmm. And then also a, a payment address. Yeah. An address. Mm-hmm. Like now I can give my location by pin. Yeah, exactly. Come. exactly. Okay, so these are the key ones. Any other one I've left out? When we say e-commerce is growing mm-hmm. and is an enabler, do you think that it exponentially can grow a country's economy if things are done, mm-hmm. um, let's say, digitally or by mm-hmm. e-commerce rather than by, mm-hmm. by face-to-face trading? I believe so. I believe so. You know, one of the people that I spoke about on digitization, and I think I came up in one of my springboard interviews that I spoken extensively to Nukunya before he died. Prof. Yeah. Just sociology first year. You said so. You said so. But uh, I went to him and I said, I've read your book, Sociology of Ghana, and how the movement from calories to currency completely lifted up the economy. And I also then want to know that now that we are moving from currency to electronic payment, don't you share the view that we, it could be such a major transformation? And, uh, you know, I met him at uh, Logia Saba Hall with his staff here. And we had an interesting chat with me, but then he told me that, I'd, he asked me actually, he said, which of my children is your classmate? And I said, Bensa. And he said, yeah, so I'll give you somebody who's Bensa's age <laughs> to answer some of these uh, incredible questions that you have. Because it, the message you were sending to me was that it's interesting for interrogation but he's not going to disturb his Sunday coming to research what electronic money means compared to what a carry to currency. So young sociologists must take it up. And I think um, those marching orders we are still serving. That. So I see that we've not been able to relate enough to it. I don't think we have. Why? Because we don't interrogate enough. I think we have assumed that it is technical. When you asked me, what have you left out? I nearly said technology skills, and I bit my tongue. Why? Because it's a, it's a barrier. You know, when you say it, people say, ah, we are not there yet. And then, so I, I like to keep it at the back of my mind, but I don't. It's relevant, but it's a barrier. Most people want that reason so that we can say, then we are going to sell by the gutter. And we will not do anything else. Eric, if I may say so, I mean, compared to five years ago, 
let's take some of the most broadly consumed items business let's see the individual's budgets mm-hmm. let's start with food where mm-hmm. i always would start from okay? mm-hmm. typically today many people buy their food online mm-hmm. and can order from any uber eats bowls food and they'll be delivered to them mm-hmm. if you went to water the same groceries and mm-hmm. your aggregation will deliver bundles mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and all others who provide that kind of service mm-hmm. if you went to um transport well transport kind of because it's it, i don't know i don't know whether mm-hmm. it would qualify in that basket but clothing mm-hmm. clothing many people buy mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. Shelter you can can deliver. Well, Mikasa is doing it. Yeah. Unless you talk about Mikasa about, uh, offering them to um, 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 the, how do you classify this? Craigslist uh, or there are a few platforms. But yeah. typically, some, most of the things that people consume on a day by day basis mm-hmm. can be procured online or are being procured here in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Do you still think we haven't made progress in this space? You see, um, if I'm to steal a page from uh, telecommunication analytics, I recall that when I was in the industry, 1% of the people paid 7% of the revenue. And when you stretch that to 5%, then the 5% were paying 14% of the revenue. Now, the bottom 50% were also paying 14% of the revenue, which made it profitable then for a company to choose 1.2 million people who give them ab- about the same revenue as 12 million people. And what that means is that the e-commerce is restricted to the, the 5% that I'm talking about, who basically can afford, because the companies you are talking about are all multinational corporations. Um, Bolt, Uber, Jumia. Look how small players, the small, small, small Instagram small, economy, okay. I've done. What I've done, and Eric, this is the second. This this is going to be the second part of our conversation. So I've, I have my studio here. Mm-hmm. Last week I mentioned a Ghanaian company that does lemongrass tea mm-hmm. that could easily pass for the Harrods package. This hibiscus lemongrass tea is packaged very beautifully in a tin that looks just like this tin from Harrods, and I have next to it. Gold Coast Roosters tea produced, I believe, in the Volta region. Mm. Okay. So this is Volta Mountains. Uh Mm. Then I have here Moringa tea, also produced here in Ghana. I've put it next to the one produced and sold in the UK. Mm -hmm. The Ghanaian packaging is not bad. This long. We come back from this break. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, Eric, what would it take to have mass mass e-commerce where these my young friends a number of them female mm-hmm. who are producing um the agribusiness value chain mm-hmm. chocolates mm-hmm. tea some of them are doing groceries delivery mm-hmm. what will it take mm-hmm. to be able to massively mm-hmm. operate in the e-commerce space because i found out one thing mm-hmm. my friend said to me just because i started selling uh, by delivery I've maintained the same office space, mm-hmm. but my clientele has gone up 10 times. Mm-hmm. That is what I want to explore. We'll come back with a break. Yeah, absolutely. Deal? 
Yeah, good deal. Right. Yeah. This is Springboard Adventure University talking about e-commerce with Eric and Sako, trying to find out mm-hmm. what are the prospects for building this economy to e-commerce. And then even more important, how can we create jobs for the young people, including more jungle economy guys who see, <laughs> who see your product on the internet, sell it for you and then take the margin. I love that guy, actually. <laughs> Unemployment, we have no excuse. I'm telling you, when I come back, let's explore that right here on Springboard to Venture Investy. Please don't go away. When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, Where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and And the the whole world world awaits awaits you. you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere Everywhere you go. go. Joe Korea, I tried the Billy Goats. No, fall leaders in school. Too. I am sending you this WhatsApp audio because you are the group admin. Did I not sit in the same class with you? As them. It took the group more than three months to contribute only a thousand CDs for me. When it took just one week to contribute the same amount for Nana. Looking faces. A situation like this can be avoided. Sign on to Alumni by Enterprise Live. Designed for members of all students' associations. You decide a fixed amount that covers the lives of members, their spouses, and two adult relations. Say bye-bye to unequal welfare contributions with Alumni by Enterprise Live. It's possible. Charlie, call Daniel on 0246-373653 or Karen on 050-162-7361. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual investor, and to this incredible conversation about e-commerce as one of the fastest growing industries in Africa with my friend Eric Nsakum. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ocean Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group, the Ghana Growth Program, with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business. Let me remind you that this year's Teenpreneurship 2023 is a special edition brought to you in partnership or in conjunction with the Ghana Growth Program. And it's a boot camp, non-residential, for young people aged between 12 and 17. And it's a totally sponsored program. And that means that some young people get to get a scholarship to attend. And I'll be sharing with you in the course of this series how you can qualify to get a scholarship to attend this non-residential boot camp for a week. It would provide them with job readiness skills 
trends in technology, and even more importantly, opportunities in the agriculture, agribusiness, and ATVET sectors. So if you are a young person listening aged between 12 and 17, you make the venture investee your put a placeholder there and make sure that every Sunday and every Saturday you are listening so you can participate in teampreneurship. So far, Eric has been telling me about the fact that these fastest growing industries have one common foundation or bed, and that is technology. And he cites agri-tech in particular as one area that is rising very fast and catching global attention. Even the story in Ghana is of great interest across the world. You say e-commerce is literally buying and selling through telephone, email, mm -hmm. um, website, or any other digital mm -hmm. channel. Mm -hmm. And the main advantages it brings are similar to the four piece in marketing, but mm -hmm. you are highlighting particularly innovative promotion, flexible pricing, and then delivery mm -hmm. as the drivers mm -hmm. of, of e-commerce. Mm -hmm. The critical success factors you've mentioned so far are internet, mm -hmm. smartphones, trading culture, Mm -hmm. payment systems, delivery chain, and then address system mm -hmm. or locations that can be found. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that while it has great potential, our story so far has been a small part of the population rather than a widespread adoption mm -hmm. of e-commerce. Mm -hmm. This second part of the conversation is a challenge to you, Eric. You've pioneered a, a, a platform recently. Mm -hmm. I want to explore how my young friends, especially, I have a bias for young people. Mm -hmm. I have loads of young people aged between probably 21 and 35 who are doing stuff and trying to eke out a living for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to use the series to point them to where they can go, what they can do, how they can grow. I have a number of them listening today, mm -hmm. and I want it to help us to appreciate. How can we bring people producing chocolates, tea, coffee, delivering groceries, doing cottage industries, small small holders. Mm -hmm. How can we bring them into e-commerce? Mm -hmm. Not just in a small, small, small way, but mm -hmm. big time across mm -hmm. the country, those doing books, mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. how, mm -hmm. how does your platform make that mm -hmm. happen? And how can we make this a mass adoption thing? Mm -hmm. So you see, our platform is it's very simple and easy to use because the idea is that these um, many young entrepreneurs that you describe, one of their big uh, challenges is going to be how to set themselves up. You know, it, it costs some money to, 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 you know, do a conventional internet setup. So what we tried to do was an unconventional one, you know, where... I know that this is a very small screen, but uh, all you do is you try to, for example, I have a merchant on this phone called Reason, R-E-S-I-N. By the way, the platform is called Brono, which is B-R-O-R-N-O. -O. So that's like your locality? Your locality. It's a keyword. Oh, Brono, okay. so. Mm -hmm. so, uh -huh. so it's an app? It's an app. On Apple Store? And Google Play Store. Okay. Yeah. So Gamma was so could you any? Exactly. So okay. what, what, what do you do? So if you take um, the merchant I just spoke about called Raisin, so I can go to Raisin and Raisin has some of what you are describing. Um, 
let's say jollof. So I put the jollof there. I I add it to my basket. I go to my basket, and then I request the item to raisin. So because raisin is on this phone, you see that it's ringing at raisin, and um, then raisin answers and sees that somebody's checking for how much their item is. So they place a bid. That's the why the differentiation happens. Hold on there. What do you mean by a bid? Thank you. You see, Jollof is a bit simpler. The price doesn't change every day. But for a lot of them nowadays, they want to change prices even two times a day. Serious? Things are rough. Oh my goodness. Things are rough. Okay. You know, especially spare parts and pharmaceuticals. There are a few things they want to change as soon as it happens. And also, sometimes they want to look at Reverend and add a little margin. So what you're saying is that, unlike, let's say, if I went to Amazon and I'm buying a book, mm -hmm. in this instance, mm -hmm. what you're saying is that the person, this system allows flexible pricing. That's right. So price um, is a differentiation. So, and the, you know, all the dynamics are there. They know the quantity you are requesting. So instead of... Does the bid come from the person buying or the person selling? The person selling makes an offer. The person selling makes an offer. So that's what they have to do now. And that offer might be, you know, two CDs, and then you say you have maybe only five in stock. That information is also important. The offer is coming... No, the request is from the buyer, but the um, response is from the seller. So once the seller says this, it is going straight to the buyer specifically because your price is not my price. It's just like Mokola. So can you negotiate? So you can't negotiate. No, you, you, you know, if you also counter offer, I guess you, no, we don't have that functionality. That's the simple answer. I, I know. You see how much of real life behavior yeah, it's we are mimicking. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what was the most, so, what, gasket or... Gasket, filter, you know, clutch disc. Clutch yeah, disc. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so plugs. I go to, let's say on your platform, somebody mm -hmm. sells clutch disc. Mm -hmm. And then I see it there. Mm -hmm. And I click on it. Mm -hmm. Once I click on it, and, mm -hmm. I, and I click on a particular bias clutch mm -hmm. disc, you get a phone call. Yeah. Then, what I click, they'll tell mm -hmm. me, maybe we have three of them available. Mm -hmm. And who, who tells the price? They? They tell you the price. They tell you the price. Mm -hmm. And if I like it. Then, you see, this one, I went straight to a merchant. There's also a functionality where you just say you want a clutch near you. So four merchants can bid. And that's when the negotiation comes in. So what you are doing is you are choosing the cheapest, but the others are aware that people are bidding. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So it's a kind of negotiation, but it's not my time. You know. Can you see whoever is bidding? No. You can't see them. Only the buyer can see. So this one, the next uh, is to pay. And the beauty of the payment is that it also sits on the platform. So it's when you see the item and you um, confirm delivery that you are happy with it, then the money will go to the... Let me ask you a very difficult question. So yeah. Because you mentioned... Mm-hmm. If it was chocolate or mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. when it's delivered, case closed, you mm-hmm. just pay, you are done. Mm-hmm. But in a case where you're talking about spare parts, mm-hmm. it's possible the thing can come and it's not exactly what, or it is it's perfect, but not for your card. Mm-hmm. There's, there's an A version and a B version. Mm-hmm. And you fit it and it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. What happens? You paid. No, you have to confirm it is what you want before you confirm delivery, which is the existing system of Abosoka. Yes. They, they, they bring it, that's what they call ekam. I don't know what ekam means, but in Abosoka, when they say ekam, it means it went to a fita and came back. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is that they are trying hard to mimic real life behavior. Exactly. That That's like an adaptability. Yes. How critical is that in, in e-commerce? You see, it, it, it's, uh, it's very critical in system adoption that you are not taking people too far from what they know. Uh-huh. So, you know, um, just uh, digress a bit. When we wanted smartphones in Ghana, we went to Tiptoe Lane. And in those days, the Tiptoe Gardens, we sat at the back of it. I think at that time it had become a church. But we sat at the back of it, and all the big smartphone traders were there. Freddie's Corner, Jiman Phones, Ben's Phones, all of them came and sat down with us. And then I said to them that we've tried. We don't have smartphones. What can we do with you so that it works? So they gave me three conditions. They said um, they don't like the network on TikTok, and they feel it's disrespectful to TikTok. So we should fix that. One, the bundles that telecom networks give to Apple, Samsung, and so on and so forth, they don't give to Chinese phones. Two, they believe that the Chinese phones were the answer to the penetration we are seeking. So we should go and fix that. And then the last one was that if you get a good deal, like you maybe Huawei comes to you and gives you a good deal as a telecom operator, bring it to them first. Because it is a provocation when you flood the market with something, because they will undercut you. And that battle must stop. So at that point, I accepted all three conditions. And I said, for you to adopt what I am also bringing, I will fulfill all of these three. And people will die if they don't, you know, come to the table to do the engineering for you to have what you have. And as a result of that, we got some of the biggest, that's why they're today, I mean, you know, that's why you have so much support for smartphones today in the 
I'm talking about the socialization, the, the sociological mm-hmm. um, community entry, understanding people aspect of policy, of engagement. Mm-hmm. I have a number of examples, but I remember one that was shared on this platform uh, by Esther Hoba. Mm, lovely said, lady. Yes, yeah. she, was, she was talking about the fact that policy, because she didn't always think that uh, you can use the, the police, the Navy, and the people mm-hmm. to go and enforce. Mm-hmm. And she says there was a case where they had to do, when she was involved, uh, so they had to do some seismic work in some mm-hmm. waters around the Western region. They mm-hmm. involved stopping fishing for a while. Mm-hmm. And she says, Charlie, it's a long they were intending to, because for the equipment they were renting, if anything went wrong, mm-hmm. a day's rental was a million dollars. So it was just too sensitive to allow any fish mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to come and mm-hmm. spawn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to go with the, the, the Navy to encircle the place. Mm-hmm. She says, Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. She said she's going to call the chief shaman, mm-hmm. explain the thing to him, give them one week, told them fish all you can. Store it. Yeah. Saw the relevant stakeholders. He says in the end, not only was a gongo and an announcement made in the community that nobody should go and fish, the chief shaman with themselves patrolling the shore. Mm-hmm. She said the thing was smooth, the cost was far less. There you go. So you're talking about how. In introducing the way sometimes the key players we have to come down. You have to understand that. Uh-huh. Come down. We have to come down. Yeah. But, but the big lesson, I mean, beyond yeah. all that, um, Eric, is that anything we do with technology, from what you are saying, must mm. mimic mm-hmm. the real life behavior. If not, it's nice, but it would not. Uh, you are not going to get it if you if you don't, because um, look, I've worked with Oracle and I've worked with SAP. One is American, one is German. Oracle is a system of convenience. You know, you click and you're moving. It's, it's, it's fast food. It's America. SAP, you click, another screen comes. You cl- and it gets so frustrating for somebody who's not regimented, you know. But when I was in Europe, I complained once. And the guys told me, think Germany. You are going to go through hierarchy after hierarchy after hierarchy. We are in the Third Reich, the Fourth Reich, the Fifth Reich, you know. So it just allows you to get into flow with whatever you are in. And you see, the point is that sometimes in Ghana, we shun the examples of um, IT systems and so on and so forth. But you see, I, my favorite example is the recent coronation of the, of the King of England. You know, when Asantehene entered Buckingham, he opened his umbrella. And many people in Ghana, rather, were saying, ah, doesn't do too for no, it's not raining there. Ah, and I said, no, read the history of what is happening. When he's sitting at Akwesidae, you think Dwabihene can open his umbrella in front of him. There's a certain culture around who is opening, who is not opening. As you approach him, there are things you have to do. So when you are approaching another king and you, you hoist yours, there's a statement you are making. And it is very important because how come that he was taken to go and negotiate the return of the stolen treasures from Africa? How come so many governments are following the same thing, but they are not talking to them? So I'm just saying that, you know, it's important. I was at a funeral two days ago and I met Tobe Apede. So, you know, we stood at the, uh, you know, outskirts of the funeral and we reminded each other of when we used to meet at Asogli 
He told me he has been on the throne for 20 years and so on and so forth. But you see the types of societies that Togbe is bringing together. He's um, a business person, financial person, chairman of Accra House Folk. Uh, he's also a traditional ruler. So when you bring those, nobody can defeat you. Interesting. Yeah. This is Springboard yeah. University. E-commerce branching into community engagement, branching mm -hmm. sociology, mm -hmm. and saluting the, the late Prof. Mukunya. Mm -hmm. And then also looking at how all this can help me to bring my final point home, Eric, mm -hmm. on how my young friends mm -hmm. who are doing so well can grow mm -hmm. and create jobs. Mm -hmm. Let's talk to them. How can they create more jobs by going digital? How can they expand their business rapidly? Mm -hmm especially mm -hmm. in the agribusiness space mm -hmm. by digitizing and, and mm -hmm. not relying mm -hmm. on breaking water mm -hmm. business. So um, I think, you see, to bring this product to fruition, you've dealt with a very complex upstream uh, supply chain, which involves farmers before you get to packaging. So one of the biggest challenges with um, dealing with smallholder farmers is data where you need to, in the same way I showed for Bruno, all of these guys need to be available on a platform where they will say to you that they have stocks and they are looking for a bid for those stocks. And then you will respond with your bid, um, sort of reverse auction system where they are sourcing from you uh, a bid, you know. And um, once you get that going, the farmers get a fair price because it's not, you know, I know we compliment Mania a lot, you know, but sometimes also the farmers wish they could meet the consumer. Yeah. You know, I think um, when my brother worked for Unilever, he used to call it from the, from the farmer to the fork, yeah. that yeah, as long as you can shorten that. It's, yeah, exactly. And, um, and Mania will support you. She has enough <laughs> not to worry about one farmer somewhere getting a better deal. So once that is done, and then now you need to do the secondary supply chain, which also is, the, is what I just demonstrated, that you, you put it online, and then it takes care of your other question, the Instagram economy. Because it is laborious to find somebody's Instagram profile. And during the pandemic, I saw it a lot. That I saw a lot of things I liked on Instagram. And I kept screenshotting to people. Have you used this before? Have you used that before? And everybody says no. So, but if you go on uh, Bruno now, there's a rating system. So at the end, you need to rate that, that supplier. And it's simple. If you give him one star, it's just like Uber. So I'm not going to take a one star Uber. You know, cancel and try again. So that's um, the digitization of this. That brings in the Instagram economy also. And then lifts us to a point where the government can monetize, which is a very important part of what we are discussing, that uh, this informal sector is the country. But, you know, you and I keep getting the, you know, the, 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 the tax spikes because we are identifiable. But if you aggregate onto Bruno or Bruno type platforms, then it is those platforms. eBay is paying tax on behalf of a lot of people because, um, you know, they can levy, they can, when I take your price, I can add a fee to it. And that fee will sort out everything that is fiscal. And that kind of formalizes the environment where then you get infrastructure, you get, um, you know, the kinds of things that you don't, that, that take you away from 
yeah, IMF bailouts and you know the, the more the stuff because make make this happen. So you know, I'm a believer. I in 2019, I visited San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and um, what I took away from there was that, uh, and I've mentioned it in almost every interview that I've done. Uh, but I took away the fact that at the axis or the, at the apex was the Stanford University. And the Sand Hill Road was one corner of a triangle where all the funding in the world came from. And then the other, uh, it, uh, the other corner was the incubators of Google, Facebook, accelerators, and all of that. So once everywhere in the world that you put that triangle together. What's the triangle? Education. Education. Education, incubators, and then funding. And then funding. Powerful. You, you, everywhere you put it together, you are going to get a lot of um, good you're going to get development. And I think it's the policymaker who must deliberately enable that triangle. So um, last week in the discussion about enablement, uh, policy enablement, uh, Andy Akoto mentioned that the a low-hanging fruit, in his opinion, was to take a place that is dedicated to Ghanaian innovations so people can find out what is available. Of course, not everybody can travel there. Uh, he mentioned, um, as, as an example, the former trade fair mm -hmm. as, as a broad space that could be dedicated mm -hmm. to people going to find out what Ghanaian innovations are there. And they're not having to compete with bigger, big players from mm -hmm. other economies that have big names and big labels. Mm -hmm. um, you are saying that one low-hanging fruit you can look at is a golden triangle, if I mm -hmm. those words, of education, incubation, innovation, mm -hmm. and funding. Mm -hmm. Will that be a physical location? Or will that, that need be, not be. Will that be a collaboration between them? Oh, let's say it's a hybrid. Because um, Andy is my very good friend as well, and I uh, worked for KPMG before. Uh, the Ghana Digital Centers has such a location where there's a lot of, you know, 3D printing and there's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, Madame Constance Swanika, whom I have a lot of, um, whom I respect very much, has set up the uh, DTI yeah. and it's um, it's working very well. MEST, where I advise, is um, is a huge space as well where these things are going on. And I, I do I do relate to what Andy says about that we should um, we should we should probably leverage the space we have at the trade fair and make these things part of our culture so that the young people can create the jobs. So yeah, it's a hybrid between um, what what the fiscal space represents and what the virtual space represents. But what I described, we actually have tried out, you know, because um, when my former neighbor and senior, Padigo, uh, Professor Francis Dodu, was Provost Chancellor of the University of Ghana, we entered into a, an agreement with them. At that time, I was in telecom, and um, they, you know, facilitated that or we were able to um, use our interns to access startups on Legon campus. And then they were able to also send um, professors across to come and look at the social and psychological dimensions of mobile money and smartphones and see um, how we can relate that to our culture and to theory of reasoned action and social cognitive theory and so on and so forth. So that was going. 
In Ghana, the funding we have, like we just discussed, is um, is is perhaps not so much VC and private equity as it is um, Mastercard and UNICEF and GIZ and. So we, that was the next stage of the collaboration. And uh, I remember we had a meeting at Accra Digital Center after I moved to Stambik Bank. I, I, left, um, I left telecoms and went into banking uh, before I went to MEST. And when I moved to banking, we had another meeting where um, Telecel was then trying to buy Ghana Telecom. They were present. MTN was present. MasterCard Foundation was there. Um, I think uh, Ashesi Provost was there, uh, Angela. And um, uh, Richard Boatin, head of MIS of Ligon. So there were a lot of, you know, and Ministry of Finance was there, Ghana Cares program and all of them. And the idea was that we should take that forward. But what I see is that typically the intercultural barriers are hard to navigate. So later on, I started getting calls from the UK to say, the ministry people are not signing the MOU quickly and so on. And there was so much emotional, you know, difficulty in bringing the team together, especially since um, it's a team that does not have a hierarchical authority where you couldn't give executive orders to anybody. So go to a point where, but I don't think it is lost. I think that it's something that can still be fostered. And once we do that, you can you can get development. I mean, under the circumstances, you know, some of the numbers that are not mainstream out there. I was at um, Constance's uh, DTI enabled conversation. We met there, and you remember the labor statistics was one of the big topics throughout the thing. Yeah. No, let, 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 before we sign off on this conversation, um, we've talked a lot about what can be done in the digital space in terms of enabling e-commerce as a driver or enabler for, for jobs and things. But let me take a minute of your time before we wrap up to address young people in terms of job readiness. You've been the, the more you mention the places where you have been, the more I say you have literally a kaleidoscope <laughs> in terms of experiences. Just with the benefit of that young person starting out their career or at the very foundational levels. Mm -hmm. In terms of job readiness, if you sat on a panel, generic, what kinds of people do you hire? What do you love? Look, more and more, I want unconventional people. That's the big thing that I look out for. I, I, I'm not really looking for um, perfect grades, perfect eloquence, perfect grooming, uh, perfect family background, perfect neighborhood. But, uh, you know, it's good. I don't discriminate against that. If I like the, 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 the fit with what we are looking for, fine. But I also like a guy who um, wrote a song along the way and then yeah, combined some subjects that don't make sense, you know. Um, if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.